Welcome to Asa Abloy's Security Perspectives podcast. In today's complex world, it takes a village to ensure the safety, security, and health of a facility. In each episode, we'll speak with industry experts about their point of view on the latest trends, technologies, and topics impacting the security industry. If you want to broaden your perspective on physical security, this podcast will give you the insight you're looking for. My name is Jeremy Celine, Senior Director of Business Development uh, with ASA Abloy Opening Solutions. I'm your host for our Security Perspectives podcast. Joining me today is Steve Goodman uh, from BYU. So welcome, Steve. Thank you. So my, my first question uh, for you is, uh, since you, you work at BYU, where, where did you actually go to school? Well, very unique at BYU. You did? Okay. <laughs> yes. If you don't mind me asking, uh, what year did you graduate? 1986. Okay. Yeah, okay. Pretty ancient. So. Okay. So um, while at BYU, what was your uh, your go-to 2 a.m. snack? Oh, interesting. Uh, when I was uh, 19 years old, I found out that the donut shop um, threw out their donuts at 2 a.m. in the morning or close to that time, and that if I showed up, I could get them before they threw them out. Okay. So, it's very uh, sustainable thinking of you. You're ahead of your times. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm never awake at 2 a.m. now. So <laughs> okay. those are old, old days. <laughs> okay. uh, who's uh, who's your favorite college football team? Well, BYU. Okay. That was, uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that uh, nobody's going to go outside the, the box on that one yeah, as, I, we, uh, as, as we move through this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, what is your best experience from, from your time at BYU? Oh, you know. Yeah, again, that was a long time ago, but uh, those athletic events, uh, just getting to know people, um, you know, having having fun, and and at the same time, you know, learning from some pretty impressive people. Yeah, I guess when you when you were there, what's what's changed um, the most since um, your your time on campus, from being a student to now being uh, in your current role. Well, you know, interesting, when I uh, started there, um, I, I worked part-time in the technology department, and we started introducing these new things called personal computers, and everyone thought that was really cool. Um, you know, that transition from mainframe and mini computers to uh, personal computers, so... That okay. was a fun time. Okay. So how did how did you how did you evolve to to the role that you're in now? Could you give us a little bit of a um, a, a history of your of your roadmap there to to your current position? Yeah. So when I when I graduated, um, you know, information management, I, I went off into software development and did that for a number of years. And um, the company that I was involved with, you know, was a principal, and we sold the company. And I had a non-compete clause. And so I decided I wanted to go back and get my master's degree at BYU. And so I went back and I was actually there going to school. I wasn't working or anything. And I got approached by uh, some people that I knew from before. And they said, uh, are you interested in coming back to work? And I was like, well, you know, I got my schooling and things. But then later they... Um, they came back and said, well, you know, there's a part-time job in the police department to uh, work on their technology. And I said, I'll take it. <laughs> that sounded pretty good to me is to, uh, to be involved in. And I always thought it would be interesting to get back in on the um, end user side rather than developing software and systems and things of that nature. Okay. So, 
So a part-time role to, to the role now. Would you mind explaining what your current role is at, at BYU? Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of grown uh, going from a part-time. But today, you know, yeah, of course, it's full-time with 22 employees doing a variety of things. We, um, um, I guess the best way to say is, is trying to herd the cats and keep the, um, the campus going uh, from a high level perspective of how do we make this a, a safe and secure uh, environment for the students. And so anything from electronic means, but then that also controls the, um, you know, the, um, the monitoring. So I'm over the police dispatch and the security operations center as well. How have, how have things changed uh, during your tenure and in, in your role since you got into it full time to, to where it's at today? Well, definitely an awareness of uh, across the campus uh, with the decision makers of how important security is. Uh, you know, when I started again, you know, some 20 years ago, um, we talked to different areas on campus about implementing security systems, electronic and whatnot. And there was a pushback on that, actually, somewhat. They would say, well, we don't want um, the impression that the university is like a prison or that it's not a safe place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's totally 180-degree difference now is that uh, there is an awareness, no uh, everyone is, yeah, we've got to keep the, the campus and the, the students safe and secure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just the whole turnabout from that. And Steve, you brought up a good point, um, you know, because we, we experience that with a lot of the campuses that we work with in regards to, you know, the, the higher education space is, is one that's a little bit more open than your traditional K through 12 environment. And so how, you know, how do you build into your uh, discussions with key stakeholders on campus, that ability to, to secure the facility, but also not have it, to your to your point earlier, uh, looking institutionalized. And so it's that delicate balance. I know there's vendors, you know, like 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 Ask Abloy, that, you know, we're building our products um, more aesthetically pleasing and still providing a, a higher level of security. But from your perspective, I mean, how, how big of a challenge is that uh, for you? Well, we've always taken the approach, or at least I have, is naturally the students are there to get an education. And we don't want to impede that. We want to make sure that they can do what they need to do. And, you know, collaborating with their peers and interactions with their professors and, and those opportunities, we never want to impede them from doing that. And so anything that we do from a security perspective, we want to make sure that, yes, it is raising the level, uh, but at the same time, it's not keeping them from doing what they're there to do. Mm -hmm. And so we just uh, approach it from that perspective first and foremost, and then it seems to work out a little bit better. Now, I'm sure uh, that being one, one challenge that, that you uh, have to overcome, what, you know, if you were to pinpoint uh, one specific challenge outside of what we just discussed, what would that, what would that be? One of the things, the challenges that we have is um, we're viewed as a very safe campus. And so, like the students, because of that, they'll, um, they have the perception that, oh, well, yeah, everyone here is like me. You know, um, they look like me and whatnot, and what they're doing is probably okay. So trying to get them to, um, you know, participate with us, you know, again, 
if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. And um, just because, you know, they look like you and act like they're doing something uh, that may be a little abnormal or whatever. No, it's okay. Give us a call. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Point it out to us. That's much better than just assuming that uh, everything is good. Yeah, you know, there's no doubt the, uh, you know, protecting a campus has really been a collaborative uh, approach among not only your your team and staff, but also the students. So oh, definitely. That's, that's, definitely. That's, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, where do you see uh, BYU? You guys have kind of been the on the progressive end of, of campus uh, security for, for a long time, but where do you see it going uh, five years from now? Well, hopefully, yeah, you know, that progression keeps going. Um, again, I think, uh, at least from us, um, providing that security isn't just one thing. You know, we're not, um, you know, access control and whatnot is an important part of that. But, uh, you know, our security camera systems, emergency notifications, and, you know, uh, virtual safe walks, all kinds of things that come into play with this. And, and getting them uh, all working together. Um, the thing that, uh, you know, trying to address now is that uh, we've got all these great systems, you know, access control and these wonderful systems, but it's huge amount of data. You know, we've got uh, hundreds of thousands of card access events that are happening, you know, every day. Oh, okay, there's got to be some good information in there that we're not seeing. Um, and maybe some security perspectives that we're totally missing. Mm. And so how do we have analytics and um, different ways to look at the data and to um, better leverage our, our system to, uh, to keep everybody safe yeah. and, and how they all work together? That's great. Now, you mentioned the virtual, uh, virtual safe walk. Is that, is that something that's uh, specific to your current software provider, or is that something of that you've went outside and, and, and acquired? Initially, it's something that we developed. Okay. Of course, we put it on our existing system. So it uh, first off, it's uh, integrated right into the common student application that everybody uses on their phone, uh, which you know gets used for a lot of different things, everything from um, students registering for classes, you know, getting a locker. I mean, even from that app, they can find out what the vending machines have. And they'd say, well, I want a Snickers bar, and it'll tell them exactly which vending machine has it. And, uh, you know, they make a lot of purchases through that and, and whatnot. So it's, it's integrated right into that app, which was custom development. But um, then we did some integration on the back end for our, our camera, security camera system that's involved in that tracking of people and whatnot. Okay. And so um, it works well um, because, you know, it's something that the students already have. It's not yet another application they have to download and put on their phone. And it's using our existing technology, uh, not something that's special that we have to monitor now. Sure. Great. No, that's, uh, that's good advice for anybody else out there, too, that might be exploring um, anything along the virtual uh, safe walk side. So any advice... Um, with your, you know, for your peers, that someone that uh, might be starting out in a similar role as yourself, whether that's someone in a part-time role or, or even somebody that's just newly moved into a, a higher-level position, overseeing the safety and security on a campus, and any any advice to share with them? You know, having a committee that includes 
you know, academics and athletics and physical facilities, the retail areas, um, the IT, the physical facilities of um, meeting regularly, you know, to get together and make sure that we're all on the same page. And then that way, you know, everybody understands what we're trying to accomplish and um, makes it so much easier for uh, implementing security systems and standards and things. So my last question before we let you go, Steve, is uh, what is your dream job uh, besides the one you're currently <laughs> doing now? <laughs> well, eventually, you know, I, I, I live on a farm ranch and, uh, you know, I'll end up doing that full time. But Oh, wow. That does meantime, sound like a full time job. Uh, yeah, it sounds funny, you know, raise hay. You know, okay. it's, it's part of it that I, I enjoy and whatnot. But again, that's going to be years down the road okay. when okay. I'm officially retired. Okay. I'll stay where I'm at until that day. Okay. Until they don't want me anymore. You know, that's, uh, I guess I, uh, one other question I had, you just kind of brought from what you said there was uh, succession planning. How important is that uh, to an institution? With somebody like you talk about institutional knowledge, leaving the facility all the time and someone like yourself that's been there quite some time, how are you, how is BYU preparing for that? Well, you know, naturally, uh, people on my team and stuff, there's, well, virtually about all of them are younger than me. And so, you know, giving them that opportunity to step forward. And again, you know, working with that um, uh, cross-campus committee on security, um, you know, as those players change, you know, a new player comes in, but it doesn't all happen at the same time. And so, um, you know, somebody, if they leave the university or they retire or whatnot, you know, the replacement is coming into that committee that we have. And in short order, they're coming up to speed and understanding what's going on. And so I think that, you know, keep, will keep us moving forward into the future. Okay. Well, thank you, Steve, uh, for your time and, and insights here on today's part one of the Security Perspectives podcast. Join us for part two. Thank you.